Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. My name is Liz. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by my friend Micah today, and we're here to break down a Winnipeg Jets win. Micah, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, it's nice, nice to see the Jets win back on top of the Central. I feel like that was the first normal Jets game we've had in a while, so it's always, so it's always a bit nice to see that. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you can go look on Money Puck and, you know, the team that's supposedly, like you said, top of the Central is actually, you know, winning and outplaying the other team. Feels good. Feels nice, you know. So Mike and I are going to break down the 3-1 win over the Chicago Blackhawks today. Um, You know, pick a couple of storylines that we want to chat about uh, and kind of go from there. I want to start with before the game even started. Logan Stanley back from injury last game and in he comes for a back-to-back game after coming off of a rough injury thoughts on that off the bat uh you know what it's it's good to see him back in the lineup it was good to see him get an assist last game it sucked seeing him going to uh going to the boards in the beginning of the first in this game um I sound like Kevin Sawyer right now, but he missed 18 games due to an injury. And then your second game back, it looks like you suffer an even worse injury. Um, I, I do see eye to eye with him on a lot of things, with uh, Logan Stanley on a lot of things. So I feel for him. I hope, I hope he has a speedy recovery. Um, I'm excited to see who the Jets kind of plug into that spot, though. Do you think we see Noyla coming back up? Will it be Sandberg? Come who on, knows? Come on. Who do, you, who do you think the Winnipeg Jets are? It's, it's going to be Dylan Sandberg for sure. And I personally would have started Dylan Sandberg tonight, I think, regardless. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously that injury is unfortunate. It happens. It is what it is. Uh, but, you know, when you have a player coming off of an injury like that and you have a very viable seventh defenseman who's been playing pretty well and just got the short end of the stick and being pulled out of the lineup, thought it was a weird decision to play Logan Stanley tonight. Um, and, yeah, like you said, took a tumble into the boards. Also, for those of you who um, didn't catch Micah's joke about seeing eye to eye with Logan Stanley, Micah, how tall are you? I'm, I'm 6'7", same height as Logan Stanley. I one time Mike and I went to a baseball game together and we um like we didn't arrive together so we're like hey where are you where are you we're looking around and I find Micah and he's standing like by the wall at the Gold Eyes Stadium and I go and I like tap him on the shoulder or like on the arm or something like that and he just looks right over my head I was like <laughs> well okay I wonder what life is like from that perspective like you said Logan Stanley would know and uh too bad dude took a tumble and uh we hope he's doing okay hundred percent. I wish nothing but the best for him. Yeah, no, for sure. He and I guess he came back out right for for a shift after he took that initial spill and then went back in. And I like my first thought, and I know it's not really comparable. It's a bit different. Do you? But you remember when Nikolai Ehlers first got hurt and he went out for practice, and he's like, "Ooh, actually, no, never mind." And then he found out he had like a sports hernia, and it's like, "Oh, oh my goodness!" <laughs> like. I, it always scares me when they're like, oh, yeah, I'll come out, I'll try it again. And then they're like, oh, no, I don't think so. And mm-hmm. then it ends up being like not a great injury. So fingers crossed that it's nothing too serious. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it wasn't it even the same with the Brian Little injury? Like when he got that Nick Ehlers slap shot to the head, like was didn't he come back from injury either that game or the game before? And then that seemed to end his career. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. That dude had some such rough injury luck at the end of his career. I wouldn't be surprised, which is definitely too bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I thought there were a couple things that were pretty good in this game. Um, particularly, I thought that their puck movement and their cycling in deep 
was a lot better than I've seen in previous games. And obviously we can say maybe it's because, you know, they were playing against the Chicago Blackhawks, who are, what are they, 28th in the league or something like that, right? You know, not not the best team in the NHL, but I thought that the puck movement at 5-on-5 was a lot better in deep, and I thought it led to a lot more chances, which leads to, you know, more goals and and all that kind of stuff. So um, would you agree with that, or are you kind of on a similar page on that? Uh, you know what? Honestly, I think I, I think going into this game, I thought we might have actually lost because I think any any game that Dave Reddick starts is a giant question mark. I was in the arena last Friday when we played the Blue Jackets and we got played out of our own we got played out of our own arena. Um, I thought it was weird uh, starting out to jump back a week. I thought it was weird to start David Riddick at home on a Friday night, um, especially against Line Eight. And then when David Riddick, I just I it's not like. I miss the dates when we had Laurent Bourgeois and we actually had a decent backup goalie. And it feels like, or even with Comrie last year, where there's points where it's like, okay, it doesn't matter if Hellebuck takes a night off. You know, like, I feel like when we don't have Hellebuck, it's just, we might as well just play with six skaters at some points. No, absolutely. I agree. And I think that, like you said, it's always a big question mark. And uh, I thought that all things considered, David, it wasn't that bad tonight. So I was happy about that, but it's, you know, he, he's had worse games. He's had worse showings out there. But uh, I thought that, generally speaking, the Jets also did a decent job of kind of pushing out some of the, the better shots from in tight there, which led to making things a bit easier on him, too. But I thought that he was okay tonight. And, again, this is probably the team that you want to start him against. And I would say that the yeah. Columbus Blue Jackets are maybe a team you want to start him against, too. But, like you said, home game, Friday night, Patrick Lennon back from injury, one of the best, you know, shooters, goal scorers yeah. in the league at present mm, interesting yep. call yeah uh yes justin i can't skate i can't skate so the jets will not sign me <laughs> hey you know what they're I, I don't know sometimes if you know the jansen harkins and brandon tanovs of the world can skate either so you know what maybe maybe that's not what it takes but, you know um, what jansen harkins can do he can pass that's for sure oh my goodness gracious that third goal of the night tonight good for lowry very happy for him <clears> but <throat> That started right with that nice, nice forecheck from Jensen Harkins. Lots of nice pressure there. And he had a pass from back kind of behind in the corner there. He threaded it mm-hmm. through like four defenders in the Blackhawks. And I was like, wow, what a nice pass. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy. he did another one. Yeah, no, it's not, it's nuts. I already saw a bunch of memes about it on Twitter, but everyone's just saying that every time Jensen Harkins gets scratched and comes back into the lineup, he just puts up these like, monstrous games so i don't know if we just alternate games with jansen harkins in the lineup and then and hopefully we do hopefully we win every second game i don't know if that's i'm not the head coach but you know if he keeps if it keeps becoming this phenomena where he just goes has a flu game he has a michael jordan flu game every single time he comes back in the lineup might as well no, honestly, and I think, you know, like you said, it like it works out that he, he gets slotted in for someone else, and it happened to be an injury this time, not a scratch, but it was, he got bumped up to the third line, which I think was probably good for him. Um, I don't mind that trio of him, Lowry, and Barron. I, I've made it clear before on the show that I do like Lowry and Barron together. I think that that's what the third line should look like right now, and I, I actually don't mind Jansen Harkins as a third for them. Yeah, neither do I. Um, I'm really, I'm really looking forward. I see some comments are talking about wingers who can score. I'm really looking forward to next year when hopefully Brad Lambert and Chaz Lucius and maybe even Rucker McGrody try to enter the lineup. 
I think that will give us a lot of speedy young winger depth. Rutger McGordy is not speedy, but he has a very good shot. Um, I don't know if they play him as center, but, you know, like I'm really like even I'm very happy with this year, but I'm really looking forward to next year as well. And I not to say that this season is a write off, but because it, it, it's anything but but it's just it's like we're performing so well. And I don't even think we have some of our better players in the lineup. That's yeah, very, absolutely. very entertaining. No, for sure. And I think even going into this year, like that's a lot of people were probably in a similar boat where they're like, the future's looking fine. We'll just ride it out for now. But like you said, they're doing better than riding it out. Like, are are they actually top of the central again now? Is that what this win does for them? I, I think so. Did the avalanche win? No idea. Zero clue. I'm going to guess probably not based on whatever the hell that lineup is that they're throwing out there. But uh, um, I, I don't actually know that. But uh I haven't checked any out-of-town box scores for tonight, but either way, like you said, not a write-off of a season by any means or anything like that. So um, definitely um, a lot of excitement for the future, but also a lot of excitement for now. And it's nice to see guys who are currently in the lineup, um, you know, making the most of their roles, like the Jensen Harkins of the world and stuff like that. Because like you said, if you don't have a scoring winger ready to go right now, you know, someone like... Mikey Esamont is chilling in the top mm-hmm. six because you don't have a ton of other options and things like that. It's nice to know that the future is not bare in that area. You know, you have some guys coming up the pipe. Yeah. I was actually surprised we didn't put a claim on uh, Svechnikov, but, you know, especially seeing the chemistry that we saw last year, but but who knows? I would have loved to have seen them put in a claim. I wasn't surprised, though. I figured after they didn't sign him on a QO that or yeah. that they wouldn't bring him back. Did you think they were going to? No, but you can always hope. Uh, you don't know if it becomes a, you don't know if it becomes um, uh, an Nate Bolio situation or a Lucas Spiza situation or an Anthony Potato situ- situation where we just get addicted to, to waiver wire pickups and we just pick them up over and over again. But um, no, literally. But I mean, I'd much prefer picking that guy up over and over again over a Lucas Spiza. No, thank you. But uh, like, I would love to have brought him back and, and slot him in with Dubois and mm-hmm. um connor on that line there but i thought mikey esamont had a pretty good game any thoughts on him i yeah i thought he had a pretty good game too i'm wondering about sustainability in the future i i think there's a reason why he's been in the ahl for this long uh you know he's never been a dread like a he's never been a highly touted prospect for the jets i think he's a good plug and play guy right now but i'm i'm not entirely sold on him yeah, no, that's fair. And I, I'm kind of on the same boat. Like, I know a lot of people are really high on him, and I, I I don't hate that. Like, you like to see your own guys do well and that kind of stuff. But like you said, sustainably, I don't know if that's the right long-term fit there. But I thought tonight he had a pretty good showing. Like, I thought um, he had a lot of really positive touches on the puck. And, you know, you're never by yourself out there. So he was playing with some decent line mates, so that always helps. But I thought, you know, from an individual standpoint, he had some, some nice touches today. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm like choking on air. Holy. Yeah, there's a, there's some weird sinus bugs going around right now. You can probably even hear it in my voice, but it's just, it's nuts. Whew, I don't even know what that is. I don't need water on me, but what about your thoughts Here. on, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. On the Jack Johnson thing with Mikey Esamont. I, I, that was such a weird play. It was one of those th- times I looked down on my phone and I look up and there was just like a bunch of things happening. I saw afterwards somebody said that uh, Esmont was being a little bit dirty, might have punched after the whistle. Uh, you know, like I think we've kind of—I don't know if that's true or not. I can't confirm that, but I like 
I think we've kind of moved past this way where guys try to put themselves in the lineup by playing with a little edge on them. Like, to me, at least, we know we need a scoring winger. We don't necessarily need a gritty winger or we don't necessarily need a, a Ryan Reeves on our team. So, like, or uh, so that's why it's, uh, it seems a little bit silly to do that. But, I, you know, I don't know what Rick Bonus values when he's making these roster decisions. If he thinks we need a little bit of grit, maybe we do. I hate using the word grit. Uh, but you know what? Might as, well, might as well just trade for Brandon Lemieux again. Tomato. Um, yeah, I think Esamont did like punch him in the back of the head kind of thing. But like before that sequence even happened, Mikey Esamont had already drawn a penalty, like Jack, mm-hmm. on, Jack Johnson um, on Jack Johnson because they'd been like kind of like scrapping in front of the net, so they fell. Yeah. And Mikey Esamont like did like hit him, I think. And he knocked him over, and then they both fell. And then, you know, Mikey Esmo was on the ice, and Jack Johnson's like, ah, yes, time for some attempted murder. And I was like, oh my yeah. goodness, like, this is not good. But this is a random aside. When fully healthy, I think the Blackhawks have three guys named Johnson on their team. Really? Because, yeah, I forgot that Tyler Johnson was hurt. Because they, they have Tyler Johnson. They have Jack Johnson. I don't, they, they have, have two Johnson. The guy they who have, tried they, to they kill Dylan Johnson. What, are they I'm, just collecting? Are they have two Joneses? Are they just collecting yep, players for more or less? Yeah. So, like, are they going to trade for Evander Kane and Devin Taves? Who are some other ones? I'm trying to think. They could collect them all, and then they can get both the Elias Pettersons, and then they'll just have the full Infinity Stones. Yeah, like yeah, and then you you just make all the color commentators' lives hell. Oh my goodness! It's like yeah, what there was a. World Cup. What's the team that has the guys with all the same last name? Uh, South Korea. Yeah, there you go. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What did you think of the Jets' power play tonight? You know, I thought it was good. Um, I'm still, I'm still stuck in 2019, where we, where we have a, one of the best shooters in the league, and we can just kind of um, pass the puck to him and have him finish. I do think we are missing some finishing on our power play. That is that can be seen with what do we go? We start off fifty percent, and then I think we fell right off from that, like in this game. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, and I, I know that's a cliche answer, but it's just like Kyle Connor obviously is having a regret, uh, like he's regressed from last season. Hopefully, he can he can find some magic stick. Thank you, uh, my cat is nice. Her name is Peggy. Uh, sorry, I just got distracted by a comment in, in yeah, the chat. Fair. We like Mike's but, cat. She's kind yeah, of a uh, sometimes, but. I took her took her to the vet today. She's uh, one pound clear from being medically classified obese, so that is a win. I thought she wasn't going to be obese, but hey, anyway, anyway, um, yeah, I, like I don't think we have a bad power play, but at the same time, I don't think we have a good power play either. And that's like when we when we when, sure we're top of the central, we're first in the West with uh, by points percentage. But I think we're going to find, at least in some point of the season, that the wind is going to come out of our sails, so to speak. And Connor Halbuck can't do everything. And Connor Halbuck can't skate to the left, the top left circle, and just clap bombs, you know? So No, absolutely. Yeah, and I think, like, from my perspective, at least in the power play, like you say, they don't have that guaranteed goal from one person's particular shot anymore like they did with Line A, and I, I definitely get that. And like you said, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Connor's not having as you know successful of a scoring season as of right now like obviously he's picking it up a little bit but 
I think not having that weapon has added a little bit of space for some extra movement, some extra creativity, mm-hmm. different things like that. I just feel like it's not fully there yet. Like, I feel like they're not doing a great job of executing it. Like, you, when you watch them in enough games, you pick up on their set plays a little bit, right? When, yeah. um, you know, Josh Morrissey fakes the shot and then pushes it down to yeah. either Kyle Connor or Blake Wheeler at the bottom on the goal line who one taps it up to yeah. Pierre-Luc Dubois to try and get that. You know, we've seen the similar plays being run a few times and it's starting to get a little bit predictable, like Justin says in the chat. Yeah, yeah, but honestly, you've mentioned Josh Morrissey. What, like, how happy are we for him to actually start, uh, like, living up to that contract? And, like, this is a great season. This was a great game. He had two assists, and it's just it's just so nice seeing him hitting a stride again because, you know, obviously he signed that contract. There's COVID, and he kind of took that dip, but it's so good to see him coming back to where he was. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's the kind of thing where, it's, again, I am such a pessimist when it comes to this stupid hockey team. Like, it's just nuts. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, yeah. Josh Morrissey's on fire. And I was like, maybe yeah. maybe this is not sustainable. And, like, he made me eat my words for sure. I was like, I don't know if that's going to, you know, continue. But he's done nothing but look amazing in this entire year so far. And I thought he looked good again tonight for sure. Yeah, it'll be. I I can see him becoming nominated for an Norris if he continues at this pace. I think I don't I don't see him winning it, but I can see him being nominated for one. Yeah, for sure. And I think the Norris is again one of those kinds of trophies where it's like in a couple years, like the voters are going to get tired of voting for Kale McCarr because he's going to win it every single year, sort of thing. Like, so I feel like people. Yeah the the award voters like whether it's right or wrong it's similar to the heart discourse it's like what is yeah. the heart is it the best players and the most valuable in that season you know yeah. we know that whole shebang um yeah. but sorry i digress back to my point i think yeah. the voters are going to take notice of people who are having emergent seasons and someone like josh morrissey yeah. is having just a night and day tage thompson-esque you know arc and build up that that's just fantastic and yeah. everyone's here for it yeah, and you, yeah, same same things happening with Blake Wheeler. You know, the, coming into the season, we didn't even think he was going to be on the roster. We thought he'd be traded to another team, and he's just like I I don't know I don't know how heavy that C was on his chest, but taking it off is kind of just reinvigorating. He's a phoenix rising from the ashes. But as as Justin's pointing out in the chat, if we shut down if they shut down Wheeler on the power play, there's no point. Might as well just go send another man back to the box. Yeah, no, for sure. He's looked, yeah, invigorated this year, for sure, brought back to life in some capacity. And I think part of that comes from the line that he's playing with right now. They all look really good. A reinvigorated Mm -hmm. Mark Shifley um, has really helped. And, you know, we talked about Josh Morrissey may actually get a Norris nom this year. Do you know who else may get a proper nom for the reward this year? Is someone Cole Perfetti? I could see him, if he continues this pace, getting a Calder nomination. I think he deserves it. I don't think mm-hmm. I've seen enough love for the Perfetti um, Calder race so far. Like, obviously, Maddie Beniers is a surefire favorite for a lot of people, just with what's going on yeah. in Seattle, of course. But, like, do, am I crazy for thinking that Cole Perfetti deserves at least some love there? I think, well, last time I checked, Cole Perfetti was third in odds for winning the for winning the, the Calder. Um, you know, I don't think he has that pedigree that uh, Beniers has in Seattle where he's like the clear favorite coming into the season. But, you know, was it three games ago? He had that nasty, he had that nasty toe drag assist. It was just, it's just like you watch him. He's just absolutely filthy. And I'm look, I'm so looking forward to, like, not to be like, not to bring it back to, not to look at like 
uh, not to bring it back to Brad Lambert, but you have Brad Lambert's speed, you have Perfetti's pass, and it's just it's going to be a one-two punch that you're not going to be able to stop. And I, like I'm getting myself worked up thinking about it. No, absolutely. I remember last year it was like Christmas. It was like three days after they put Dubois and Kyle Connor together, and I went out and I made a TikTok, and I was like, guys, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But mm-hmm. do you think that Connor Dubois and Perfetti could be the best line in the NHL for the next ten years? <laughs> like, there's so. Uh, much I wouldn't there. say ten years. I wouldn't say ten years. I could say you could say three though. No, uh, like, someone in the chat just said that Logan Stanley's out for the season. Is that confirmed? I, he says broken ankle and heart. So I don't know if that's uh, if that's oh. <laughs> um, if if that were to be the case, though, I would feel very sad for Logan Stanley. But I I trust his ability to. I'll come back from this, whatever it is. Hopefully we get an injury update sometime soon and then the Jets can kind of go from there. The worst is not knowing um, with players, but, you know, if you find out that someone like, you know, a Nikolai Ehlers is out for an extended period of time, then you can make adjustments as you need to and and go from there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, he's just kidding, so we're good. Oh, is he kidding? No, but, like, I saw, I've seen a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of online doctors try to diagnose that injury. Um, but the amount of pain he was in, he couldn't put any weight on it going into the tunnel. I don't know if you saw that clip of Rick, Rick Bonus. Like it looked like Bonus was like shaken up. Yeah, watching. I, so I hate it, it when uh, that happens. When you know there's a player that like starts like to bleed or something, and the players in the match can't even look at him or anything. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think there's Cole Perfetti's goal tonight. Thoughts on that? That was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet, and you know he's he's coming into his own. And we're, I, I can honestly see, sure, Mark Shifley's in the, Mark Shifley's moving into the contract year. Uh, I think Mark Shifley signs Winnipeg long term. I can easily see Perfetti moving into the number two role on the Winnipeg Jets. I like, sure, we're using him as a winger right now. We still have PLD. PLD's a question mark long term. I can see Cole Perfetti coming and becoming our number two center and locking on for 27, locking on till he's 27 years old. Yeah, absolutely, and I would be willing to bet on that. You think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live and play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. 19 plus, please play responsibly. You like that segue? I'm getting better at these. It was kind of awkward. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. I would have I would have I would have uh, personally done that after I talked about the Cole Perfetti Calder odds. But you know what? Uh, that was a pretty good one still. Thank you. Thank you. I, I do my best out here. But uh yeah, Brady says in the chat he, he can't believe that uh Stanley came back and tried to play a shift, and I agree. Like I understand, like, you know, especially when you've come back from injury, like you don't want to sit out for any longer than you already have to. But um yeah. you know, I, I feel for the guy. I really do, and I, I hope it's nothing serious. Yeah, yeah. Uh I hope it's nothing serious, but again, from the looks of it, like I, I don't know. I it's I I think it's going to be at least a couple of weeks. It's going to be week to week. Yeah, I'm I'm not good at uh, you know, like the like you said the online diagnosing. I don't think I have any qualifications for that, but the only silver lining I would say is that sometimes like the things that have that initial like ouch pain whatever, 
don't end up being the ones that are the worst. Like, you know, when you, yeah. you know, someone starts bleeding all over the place, but they actually just need a stitch and they're good to go. But sometimes the really yeah. bad ones that sideline you for weeks at a time are the ones that kind of develop over the course of a few games sort of thing. So maybe it's just like really bad to start, you know, something's really swollen, something's really hurting and just some pressure off of that foot, that leg, that ankle. I don't even know what it was. Um, maybe he'll be okay. It was but, his uh, ankle. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But um, that kind of wraps up the majority of my thoughts for the game. Like I said, kind of some big takeaways where I thought that uh, the Jets had some better movement down low. And I also thought that they created some more shots in front of the net, which is what I like. Um, you know, the Blake Wheeler, Josh Morris, goal, I believe it went to Blake Wheeler, right? He got that tip in front and Seth Jones was there. And guess what he didn't do? tie up the player stick which is like the number one rule and I get so mad when the Jets do an awful job of that and you know when you have those dangerous players in front uh it's really important to um make sure you're tying up their sticks if you're the defensive team or if you're the offensive team that you're getting open and Blake Wheeler was able to get some space and guess what puck goes in the net (laughs) yeah yeah 100 percent uh only thought I have remaining is it's like it's so nice to see it to see us doing so well this season but it also just hits me with this like little pain in my heart because it's like it, we have the, it, basically the same roster we had the last couple of years. Yet those teams under Paul Maurice stunk. So it like it just makes me it just makes me hurt even more thinking it's like what could have been, you know, like what could have been if we made this coaching change earlier. But okay. how long do you think will it take for us to stop bringing up Paul Maurice and like? every like whether it's like conversation about the team or like post game show about the team like I find myself talking about Andre Pavlik like very often and the dude hasn't been on the team for years genuinely when do you think we'll stop talking about Paul Maurice for me I give myself seven to eight years that that's my conservative estimate for myself I you know what like I'm I'm trying to think I'm not even trying to think of years I'm trying to think of what event in the team could cause me to stop thinking about Paul Maurice like even if we win a Stanley Cup this year, we're still gonna be like, like look what we did. What once we fired Paul Maurice, you know? And it's like, like I don't know what would actually change. But he was the. I remember I was student teaching uh, the day that Paul Maurice resigned or was fired, and some of the kids I was teaching grade ten so because they're fifteen. I said Paul Maurice was fired, and they all it was like they're like it was almost like nine eleven for them because since they were five, Paul Maurice has been the head coach of the Jets for like 10 years and it's just nuts it's just nuts to think about all these kids grew up with Paul Maurice, Paul Maurice as the head coach of the Jets and then now now it's gone right the one constant in their life death taxes Paul Maurice and now it's kaput no, so I, I think it'll take some time for us to recover from that when I um when Paul Maurice was hired I think I was just getting like my babysitting license like it's uh, definitely a all you've known I remember I met Claude Noel like once at like a development camp and yeah my parents drove me there and i probably didn't even I, have a debit card like <laughs> i don't even i don't even remember claude noel like honestly it's just when you think about jets 2.0 right now you think about paul maurice and it's just like yeah it's nuts. Yeah, absolutely uh, but thank you so much everyone for for jumping in on the chat and having fun with us this evening micah thank you for joining me for those of you thank in the chat thank me. you again like the stream make sure you're subscribed and you're checking us out on twitter and you're checking us out um on all the different social media platforms that sdpn has um looking forward to breaking down the jets game again with you guys on sunday uh boys get a day off tomorrow um coming off of back-to-back so three games in what is it four days or whatever it's, yeah. it's a lot so we'll see how they fare against the caps on sunday
Take care. Thank you for having me. by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.